Bandwidth for Rod Awakening is provided by The Floating World. The Floating World's mission is to build community and provide education while giving space for our presenters to push boundaries and explore new topics. Join Dan and Don and a host of other well-known presenters and educators at The Floating World, August 16th, 17th, 18th, 2013, Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Welcome to episode 243. Today we are going to be talking about, uh, specifically, about what are the skills that are required to be a top and a bottom. No, just no? a bottom. Just it's a too bottom? complex to do both. <laughs> so we're, tonight we're going, are there any skills required to be a bottom or do you just lay there and take it? Ooh. And that was an interview. Uh, not only did we do an interview with one of our local bottoms, so to speak, <laughs> at uh, Winter Wickedness a month or two back, uh, we are also going to hear about your experience with being a bottom. Ooh. Does it take anything or do you just get to lay there and say harder, harder, you Hit like a girl. Okay. Well, I guess there are some skills. (laughs) We will find out. Uh, We also have a question of the day. Uh, We also have all kinds of stuff going on, including Bat uh, sent me a picture on food on boobs that you haven't even seen yet. I didn't even know. So, nope. Haven't seen it. Croissants and milk. Huh. Neat. So, so uh, and then we'll have some random stuff that uh, I added to my notes and didn't put on yours. <laughs> you can't do that. Apparently, you can't do that. Um, well, that's what happens when I print out the notes early. <laughs> start so, remembering things. So, good morning. Good morning. It's been a busy couple of days. Uh, we've presented twice unofficially, once one and mm-hmm. a half times. I would say in, in the last week. Yeah, in the last week, um, and, and it's really kind of odd how that comes up because you get invited to a meeting <laughs> for yeah. one of them. You get invited to a meeting, but it's a topic that we know a lot about, so they wanted us to, to share. So that's why we say one and a half because one we knew we were presenting at. And this, the second one that we did, a pre- we just did a presentations on negotiations, and, mm-hmm. and many people do a negotiations class. I think that ours is a little more, I don't want to say it's an advanced negotiation class because then people are that are new to negotiations might be put off, but it does cover a lot larger gambit, you know, mm-hmm. from the simple negotiations up into the BDSM ritual. Right. And all the way through that. But our question of the day comes as a result of that class. It does. And uh, the class of, I think we had about 40 people sitting there. It felt I count, like. Yeah, yeah, there was about 40. And um, this group usually limits it so that it's a smaller group. Uh-huh. But um, they've got some past members of their team that are allowed to come in as well. So that's how it bumped up to, to 40. So that mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. So they had us come in and talk about negotiations. And the, the question of the day split the room in half. It did. It so did. Uh, I'm curious what you think about this. The uh, question of the day is if you're negotiating with someone to do a particularly heavy scene, maybe mm-hmm. some kind of an edge play, should you ask them 
Oh, by the way, where's your insurance card in case I send you to the hospital? See, and part of me is like, wow, what a mind fuck, you know? And the other part of me is like, okay, when I negotiate, I usually do mention, please don't do anything that'll send me to the hospital. But, <laughs> you know, I, I was kind of split on that too. Part of me is like, all right, well, that's kind of a good idea because what we do is risky. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be something that goes wrong and, and you know, emergency needs to be called. Um, but I'm thinking, and part of what was mentioned in the room was, is if, is if there is an emergency, the emergency room is going to take you whether you have an insurance card or not. True. So, hell, I don't even know. Sometimes I don't even carry my insurance card on me. When I go to a party, I take out my license, I put it in my pocket, and I leave my purse at home. I don't have that at an event with me. So I don't even know that I would have my insurance card. Right. If I'm playing one-on-one and they ask me that, hmm, <laughs> I may rethink the scene. I don't know if my head would go to, oh, they're taking care of me, to, oh, crap, what the hell do they have in mind? <laughs> so it did. It split the room. Tricky question. It is very tricky. As a top, would I ask for someone? And I do spiritual tops sometimes. Um, Would I ask for someone's insurance card? Probably not. Okay. You know, I I just, not something, well, now I would think of it, but I just don't know that that's something that I would do. If something went so horribly wrong, I would call 911 and expect them to be taken care of. Yeah. I would say... Um, from an experience perspective, I've never sent anyone to the hospital that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. I've certainly never had to take anyone to the, ex- to the emergency room. I know people that have gone to the emergency room after a scene because after it was all said and done, something didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I'm, as a matter of fact, if uh, Jay Wiseman will teach a class about BDSM gone horribly wrong, where mm-hmm. you can hear all the stories of people that do end up in emergency rooms, people do die as a result of BDSM on occasion. It's, it's breath play uh, mm-hmm. does send people to their death as well as other types of play. And, and now all the breath players are going to be pissed off because I picked on that one specifically. <laughs> but that's the most common type of BDSM play overall. Right. That I am aware of. That, so sorry to step on breath players toes, but you know what you do is dangerous and BDSM in general is dangerous. So that's fine. I would never, though, Anna, I would never ask anyone, may I see your insurance card or where is your insurance card in case the scene goes fucked and I have to take you to the emergency room. The reason I would never ask that is because I have, as we mentioned in the negotiation classes, one of the most powerful tools that a dominant has is his confidence. Yes. As a top, I want to be confident. I can't push you unless I am confident with the toys that I have. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're not going to let yourself surrender to me unless you're confident that I'm that I know what I'm doing. And if my one of my questions is, <laughs> "Where's your emergency card in case I fuck this up so bad that we're going to the hospital?" That's going to undermine your confidence and you're your right. ability to let go with me. So you're right, you know. And as a bottom, I don't think of that piece, you know. So. Huh. I, I certainly understand the logic of why you would ask that, and it's very courteous of you. But the flip side of it is, let's say something does go horribly bad. And, you know, Knockwood, and now, of course, something's going to go horribly bad for one of my scenes because oh, I brought it up. No. But um, if something goes horribly bad, I take you to the emergency room. The emergency room will take you and treat you. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so that part's taken care of. No emergency, no insurance card needed. And well, somebody responds, well, you're going to end up with this huge fucking bill then because you don't have your insurance with you. No. You go get your insurance card. Right. And after you're treated, while you're doing the paperwork, you know, you say, oh, by the way, I didn't have it earlier, but here's my insurance card. Right. I just don't see it as a big a deal. Yeah, yeah. Just my opinion. I, I do really understand why people would ask and why it would come up. Um, and I'm not against it, but mm-hmm. just sharing my view of it. But I'm, I'm kind of curious is if uh, a top did ask me for my insurance card and I'm like, oh, I don't have it on me. Does that mean the scene doesn't take place? <laughs> Must have insurance to right. scene with said top. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that top would probably make it to my hard limit list. But, but from a mindfuck perspective, you're right. Absolutely. You know, I can absolutely see... Um, you know, opening my toy bag and pulling out a machete and starting to sharpen it and say, oh, by the way, you, you do have an insurance card, right? <laughs> Here, fill out this disclaimer and hand me your yeah, insurance yeah. card. Yeah, no. <laughs> or to, uh, before the seed starts, to say, I just want to Google the closest hospital. I've never done this before. Um, um, does 911 still work around yes. here? <laughs> So uh, that's kind of funny because I've had a machete pulled out and oh, I picked a machete specifically. Actually, I, I specifically went after the machete. Uh, I do want to mention, by the way, uh, what were the names of the people you said we could say their names? Oh, that we skyped with. Yes, Andy and Sue. Yeah, and yeah. Rick and Liz. Well, Andy and Sue, we use their names all the time, right. and we also call them our favorite Canadian stalkers. Yes, but. Um, Rick and Liz. Rick and Liz, uh, recently we were Skyping with them, helping them get an event set. And they said, well, you could have used our names. Because I think we said R and L. Or we might have even yeah. said, I don't know if we could even use their initials. <laughs> so they, Rick and Liz said we could use Rick and Liz's name. So I am going to use Rick and Liz's name Quite precariously. And, and I will say, here's an interesting thing that you didn't know. Last night Uh-oh. you and I were at our little uh, at Sangha, which is a Buddhist yes. gathering. And we were doing our little meditation. Mm-hmm. I was actually having a Liz fantasy. You were. I was. <gasps> Which really is not the point of meditation at all. No, it's not. But but I'm I'm offended. <laughs> okay. Because you didn't share it with me at bedtime. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I ran, we ran into Rick and or I ran into Rick and Liz. Did you ever end up? Yes, you did show at up at the hotel. Yes. yes, yes. But I was there first, and uh, Liz said something to me that I took either as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then I think she made it clear it really wasn't necessarily a joke. Maybe it was, but I took it to be very like, whoa, I think she's serious. And I got all shy and pushed out. <laughs> and uh, I just reflecting in meditation just last night. If I had, if I had really gone for it and right. ate the orange right. and taken her up on that offer, how would, much would my life be changed? Probably not a lot, but still, it'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me visualizing stuff and uh. We have time before you have have to go anywhere. We do have time. Well, let's finish the podcast first. Awesome. Um, Anything else about Rick and Liz and and the rest of the crew we were up there? No, but that was really really neat to Skype with them. And and they had a whole crew down in their their basement. They were discussing uh, plans for something and needed our input. So that was just really neat to be on Skype. And chatting with all of them while they're up in Canada. So it makes me want to Skype more people. And not just for interviews, but just to chit-chat. That was cool. Yeah. So, Um, I mean, that's how we interview. But like I said, it'd just be neat to make contact with people like that. (laughs) You remember when people used to talk on the phone? Ooh. So now you can talk on the Skype. Because I hardly talk to anybody on the phone anymore. The only time I talk to people on the phone is when they're not responding to text fast enough. Right. Uh, (laughs) 
Now, <laughs> or my thumbs aren't working fast yeah. enough for texting. Or I text somebody saying, I'll meet you at the penis. And I have to call them and say, wait, wait, that was supposed to be the pizza place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we were just uh, mentioning also that we've had an interesting week. We had a couple of meetings. God, what was Monday night? So Monday night I was at the Columbus Insight Center, which is uh, the space I run. We also call it the room. Mm-hmm. So I was there for that. We have uh, Pagans in Recovery, a 12-step program for pagans. So um, that are not trying to recover from paganism. They're trying to recover from <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever, AA, NA, whatever. Tuesday night we had Mast. And that's where mm-hmm. we discussed um, being in a power exchange relationship and being poly. Right, right. So that's where we had a lot to uh, uh, share and talk about and uh, how we've stumbled and how we've succeeded and just different experiences and stuff. So that was really interesting. And then, like you said, last uh, Wednesday night, we did a monkey puzzle club with negotiation. Um, did a lot of basics through a lot of advanced, some of our concepts and experiences and broke out the Kickstarter cards. We did. <laughs> as a uh, as an aside, we call that particular presentation the six styles of negotiation from getting the play you want or need or something like that. Something like that, yeah. There's actually only five styles of negotiation in there. Oh, did you go back and count? Yeah. We'll have to make one up. I actually counted during the presentation <laughs> and nobody else called us out on it. So. Cool. Awesome. Uh, if you want to Skype with us or get a hold of us for any other reason, you can get a hold of us via the contact form on the website, Erotic Awakening. Mm-hmm. Or email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or just join our Fit Life group called Erotic Awakening. So you can Twitter us too. We pay attention to that. It's Dan and Dawn, all one word. We actually have a, another uh, group we started on FetLife recently called Living Power Exchange. Yes. If you're in a power exchange relationship, you might want to check that out. We're actually, it's kind of a, uh, some really interesting topics have come up so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's a little side note on that. And that's really not a plug of any sort. That's yeah. something that we're doing because we think power exchange is important and it enhances our life. Um, it's not like the Kickstarter cards or anything where, you know, where it's not a product of any sort. It's just something that we're trying to do to make our life Right. Because it's our life and that's, you know, we just want to express ourselves. Well, one of, one of the tricks with uh, life is, is that I do have questions that I would like to ask. I do have things that I would like to reflect on that are power exchange. And I could do it in my journal, but not everybody sees my writings or my journals or, or whatever. I could do it on other groups, but they seem to get railroaded. So by having the discussions in our group, we can keep it from being railroaded. Right. I like that. So I like things to stay on topic and not be picked on. And, and when you say railroaded and I, that getting picked on, for example, if you say, you know, do you think that, and we just had this topic come up, that there's an age requirement to be a master. You, cannot, mm-hmm. you can't be a master if you're 19 or something like that. Right. Uh, when you say they're being derailed or being picked on, that people attack the poster right. instead of staying focused on the topic itself. Or they don't post from their experience or they don't post, from, you know, so... I, it, this way, we can keep things on track. So, yay. Absolutely. <laughs> um, we do have some new subscribers. Well, feel free. Tell this us about This is interesting because we have, ooh, we have Carrie Cat from, oh, I don't know if AR is Arkansas or Arizona. That Arkansas. is uh, Arkansas. Okay. Yes. And Jim from the United States of yep, America. Yes. And then <laughs> Felony Malone. From Georgia. You didn't like that name when you first heard it. <laughs> Felony? No, I didn't like it. <laughs> so I put, I put the last name too. Felony Malone. That kind of sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Julie from Illinois. Elo, Elo Height from Sweden. Elo Height. 
Elohite. I don't know. <laughs> Elohite from Sweden. Uh, Justin from Oregon. Mm-hmm. No Prince Charming <laughs> from Western Australia. And Master Shell from Kentucky all have recently joined the Erotic Awakening newsletter mm-hmm. where they'll hear about um, whatever the hell we want to put on the newsletter, which we don't put a lot on there. We don't put it out a whole lot. But when we do no. put it out, we try and include some of the swag that we've been given, that mm-hmm. we give away to people. Um, apparently, I have some CDs coming, and I've been hinting at this for a while now, and I expected to have them already. Uh, the people from Pocket Universe, which do our end music, mm-hmm. uh, said they were going. They're doing a world tour, oh, and nice. they're trying to clear out their uh, extra stock, extra or stuff. Something? Yeah, okay. so they sent us a bunch of CDs. Haven't seen those yet, but when we get them, we'll give them okay. out to people on the newsletter. Awesome, awesome. But I do like to keep people up to date with what's going on, and um, like you said, give them a little a little chance to win some stuff or things like that. And I only put the newsletter out about once a month, but um, it's about time to put out another one. Ooh, it's almost April, so about time to put out put out another one. Hopefully I'll get to it this weekend. Woot. woot. It's a woot day. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look up woot t-shirts or something. Maybe there's something in my head saying today is a t-shirt day. It might be. It might be. <laughs> How's the uh, coffee there that you're enjoying? The coffee's awesome. It's a little later in the morning than what we usually do to podcast. Not too much later. So it is a coffee morning. The uh, interesting comment that we've gotten recently is that um, people enjoy the banter as well as the information. Mm -hmm. So I just thought I'd ask about the coffee to make sure our banter level stays well balanced. Well, it's a nice, you know what? It's my Philadelphia cup. So here's something we could actually share with people that they may not know. When we went to uh, Dallas last time for um, South Plains Leather, yes, uh, we had to ask the dread PhD pirate uh-huh. Brian to pick us up a Starbucks coffee mug from Dallas, as, yes. because as we travel around to these different cities, we try to pick up a coffee mug with the city name on it, and Starbucks preferably. I don't know why. It's just because they're all uniform and they look They are cool. uniform. Um, <laughs> now, our Austin cup does not is not a Starbucks cup because nope. Austin doesn't let... Well, it, they probably let some Starbucks in. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen any. But yeah, so our Austin cup is kind of odd. <laughs> and it says, keep Austin weird. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird cup. And I think our Atlanta one is not a Starbucks. But we'll have to go back to Atlanta and pick up a Starbucks one. So we have Edmonton and Dallas and Philadelphia and Chicago and St. Louis and I think that's it. We tried to pick up one for Madison, but they didn't have any. Yeah, a lot of cities don't have city named cups, and and of course we didn't start this ten years ago when we were first presenting, right. which in which we would we have just started it in a storage bin for just cups. Edmonton, I think, last year. Yep. <laughs> so awesome. So guess where I'm going tomorrow? Where's that? I'm going to the AIS April Fools party. So. Are you going to say the rest of it? I am. I was waiting for a pause. (laughs) So, Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. The next thing they have scheduled is the April Fool's Party, which is tomorrow, actually. So, if anybody gets this late, it's late. Um, It is tomorrow, and I believe it's 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., something like that. I know it's $20 at the door. Bring your ID. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. And when you say tomorrow, that would be Saturday, March March 
23rd? Yes. March 23rd, yes. 2013. Yes. As we occasionally run into people, oh, yeah, I've been listening to all the back episodes. I'd hate for them to well, show someone up. Someone said that at MPC or something like that. I just started at number one, and I'm like, oh, it gets better. I do want to mention, uh, we did, uh, it's very nice. We've been getting a lot of email lately from people that have been listening to the podcast and enjoying the podcast. Um, for example, a new listener wrote in and said that they got their fiance to start listening. And um, now they're going to try the MS. Mm -hmm. And that was from Justin. And that's kind of funny because the other listener that wrote on the comment form was Dustin. <laughs> so we have Justin and Dustin. And Dustin said he's been listening for a year and just wanted to thank us. Which is really neat because a lot of times we'll get emails from people saying, hey, can you help me with this issue? Or... Mm -hmm. Uh, can you talk about this on the podcast? No, that's great. Yeah, I love this, it. Uh, Dustin wrote specifically just to say thank you. Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you. Don't need anything. Don't want anything. Just want to say thank you. And that was very neat. And then we have people that write in like Chip with their tentacle pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I think Chip's run out of tentacle pictures to send me because this one was really gross. I bet you. So tell us about that one first. <laughs> oh, this one, it was of somebody stabbing a tentacle. So it was oh like my a, God, Chip. What I the know. fuck, man? <laughs> gross tentacle picture and then blood and a knife through it and yeah no yeah, is that the kind of thing you want to get fucked by don that no, that tentacle no. no and it had real weird sucker teeth on it but you probably didn't see the video from this morning no i haven't it was a uh, a uh, not necessarily a tentacle per se but an octopus fisherman oh. captured an octopus and he threw it on the white deck of the boat and the octopus went whoosh, and turned white like the deck of the boat. Really? It was really neat looking. Oh, that would be cool. So if it threw it on me, it would turn pink like my body and not be able to be found. Well. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't know. I might be uh, playing with your uh, pussy at some point going, huh, I don't remember it pulling back on me like that. That's weird. You're weird. Indeed. Speaking of things that are not weird... Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years' experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at manorgear.com. Awesome. Do you know what else I said I was going to add to our show notes? Was a, um, a get well report. <laughs> Because we have so many people that are under the weather yeah. right now. So I know Bat is still off of her foot. So, <laughs> so here's something else you don't know. What? Bat, I, and I just barely glanced at this, so maybe I got it wrong. Bat's going to the... So here in Columbus, they have the Kinky Co-op photo shoot right? thing. Right. And do you know where that's being held this week? Yeah, it's um, the same place as the AIS party, mm -hmm. right? So upstairs. Yes, so Bat's going. Do you know how she's going? Now, Bat is, for people that are just starting to listen, she has a broken ankle. Right. Barrick is going to make her a backboard. Really? And they are going to... To drag her up the stairs? Or carry. I don't know about dragging or carrying. I assume that means wow. carry. Wow. Wow. I could do that for, for CIC. We could put a backboard and just kind of haul her up the stairs. <laughs> You would have to tie her down pretty tight because those stairs are pretty sharp. Yeah, yeah, but it's three flights of stairs up to the room at Princeton. She said she hopes that the people are, who are carrying the backboard are dressed in lion cloths and that someone is waving a fan on her as they go. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so there's a photo shoot tomorrow, and I guess Bat's going to be there. And she takes wonderful pictures, so I hope she has a good time. <laughs> I wonder if she'll mount a uh, camera on her scooter. 
I don't know, but that would be kind of neat. That would be kind of neat. You know what? I pick up my cap and gown today, so maybe I should go to that tomorrow and have pictures of my of me in my graduation robes. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> With the cross in the background. With a cross in the background and tied up in rope. Yay! I should get a cap and gown <laughs> and go to that and yeah. dress up in it. Yeah. With a cross in the background. And then I could say, see, I really am a master. Because I got my master's <laughs> being a master. <laughs> You're bad. So you were trying to say something earlier, uh, a couple minutes ago. I think I was, but now I'm I'm picturing you as a principal and me and my cap and gown. Not bad, and <laughs> not bad. Having a photo session. What was I going to say? Oh, I have no... Oh, it was the health report yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. So, so Bat's still off of her foot and still healing from that. Karen is pretty much... Done with the whole the hospital, moment. yeah, yeah. For, for the moment. Which is really funny if we go back a little way to the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. Uh, should I see if, if my bottom is carrying their health insurance card? <laughs> uh, because we, last time Karen and I had a date, right. we, the first thing we did was went to the emergency room. It had nothing to do with play of any sort. It just so happens that she was ill. Right, so. right. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm, I think that's it. So, at the moment, oh, no, Nikita. Is also oh, yeah, healing yes, yes, yes. very well from her surgery, so yay. Ursula, by the way, is going to make us some more of those uh, awesome presenter bags. Yes. If you're presenting at PXS, we have the best presenter. We have little gift bags that we give uh-huh. to all of our presenters. We have the best gift bags of any event. I think so, that's, too. That's one of our little things, right? Some events have the best... Um, I don't know, social room right. or, or whatever. So See, we, I want to say, the, no, our social room is Our probably, social room is yeah. going to be kick-ass this year, uh, so... We, and this goes back to why we were talking to people on Skype earlier. Now that we're actually producing an event, and Power Exchange Summit 2 is coming mm-hmm. up in uh, May 24th, 25th, 26th, that other event producers you know, are like, hey, can we talk and get a little information? We love sharing information going back and forth with people. No problem at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we have a topic. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to being a bottom, I don't know anything about it. Right. So, what would be? Is there is there any? Is it even a topic? Is it worth having a conversation? Can you just bottom if you want to be a bottom? And when we talk about being a bottom, bottom in a BDSM scene, mm-hmm. do you have to know anything? Do you have to do anything, or do you say, "Yeah, I'll bottom"? I think there are skills to be in a bottom, and um, I'm thinking of the party tomorrow night. You know that I'll be going to. And I'll probably try to find some people to play with. And that means I'll be bottoming. I have to at least know how to negotiate, you know? So I'm going to negotiate with them. And I'm going to let them know what I'm interested in and what I'm not interested in. And I usually go for people that I've watched for a little bit. So I kind of know what I want to experience with them. And I like for them to know that I'm an energy player. So if they break out the whole fingertip energy thing or, you know, want to connect that way, I'm all into that. And I like to submit and I'm not just about the skills and, you know, I'm a little more complicated than that. And I just like to present that a little bit up front. You know, give them some boundaries to work in and give them a box to play. <laughs> give them a box to play in. <laughs> so it sounds like, and what you just said was there are about four different skills that you just went through very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things that I, that I think I hear you saying is that you have to, as a bottom, you need to be somewhat skilled in negotiating. Somewhat skilled in negotiating. So, um, you know, I, like I said, I like to at least give the top an idea of what I like. And what I'm interested in, because, you know, if you don't, it leaves the, the sandbox so open that it can be overwhelming. 
So if you kind of define it a little bit, especially for just a play scene at an event, you know, so pick up play kind of gives them an idea of, of what I'm into. Mm-hmm. So, but I like to give them a little free reign too. So I set the boundaries really, really wide. And so and I, you... I was going to say, I bring up whether um, sexual touch is involved as well. So try to give them permission on different things. <laughs> <laughs> Not to set boundaries, mind you. Just give permission. Make clear the permission. There you go. Yes. The permission. Yes. Sexual touch, yes. Yes. So, you know, so that's a skill that I like to do that. Um, as a bottom, do I just take it? No. I actually negotiate in safe words. Um, I don't want to be in this space to where I'm just taking it. I want to be totally involved in the scene and enjoying it and allowed to hit subspace you know, that's my goal. I like hitting subspace. I like submitting. I like being in a place where I feel safe enough to just let go. What's been your experience so far with... Now, we always talk about on the podcast that if you see us at an event mm-hmm. and you want to play with Dawn, all you have to do is ask her. Yes. And and actually, the same holds for me as well. Although I think both of us have certainly would take the right to say... And I don't know that either one of us done it. To say, you know what, this just doesn't work for me. Whatever, something about your energy just, you know, not happening for me. Right. Uh, and, of course, we have to, so on occasion, we'll hey, say, I would love to play with you, but time is an issue. When right. we're presenting at an event, unlike, uh, you know, <clears throat> some people who present at events assume that the, their duty as a presenter is the hour and a half that they're teaching a class. You and I are very focused on if we're invited to present on an event, we're there for the entire event mm-hmm. as presenters. Right. Doesn't mean we're presenting the whole time, but it means we are ambassadors of the event. Hey, look, there's that interview. Cool. Hold on. So. So what's been your experience when people say, hey, I want to turn in my, I want to play with Dawn card. What's and been? Just, just been randomly say, because I'm a podcast listener, I mm-hmm. want to play with you. You know, that's actually only happened a couple of times. And the experience has really been positive. So um, people, and you know what? I think it's been positive experiences because it's been people that have confidence in themselves Mm -hmm. that come up to me and play that card. So, and then I end up negotiating. And I feel like part of my job as a bottom when I negotiate, when I say I set boundaries and give permission and stuff like that, it just struck me that I think part of my, me, Dawn, not all bottoms, but me, Dawn, part of my job is to help give that other person confidence mm-hmm. so that when they play with me, they're confident and can play with me and right. not have to second guess and stuff like that. So I don't want them to be intimidated. I don't want them to, you know, th- think of me as anything but Dawn the bottom, uh-huh. you know? So we're very newbie friendly. Yes, very newbie friendly. And so because of that, I have found the experiences, like I said, to be really, really positive. Um, Bad Bunny and her husband, Uh that's what they did. They played the card, even though you kind of pushed them a little bit and told them (laughs) it really was okay. And that's turned out to be really great. Um, Lady Elsa played the card. Oh, yeah. And Boy Chris. And that turned out to be really, really great. You know, and I've had a couple of other experiences. And... They're just fabulous. So, and I, we don't play at all the events with each other. We don't always find other people to play with. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to be asked. So, yeah. 
I've had a really, like I said, really good experience with that. Tomorrow night when I go to um, try to find people to play with at the event. Now, some people set dates up ahead of time uh-huh. before the event. I don't always do that. When I go by myself, sometimes I go to socialize. And if something clicks, I'll ask. Um, and then, like I said, when it's time to negotiate, I'll either ask for a specific skill, like the single tail that I did with a, oh, machete dude. <laughs> El machete. Get the name El right. machete. I knew it was something <laughs> like that. You know, and, you know, or I'm just looking for an experience, which, and um, I think the last person I played with that I would kind of consider pickup play is um, when you lost me in a bet mm. and I finally <laughs> fulfilled the, <laughs> the bet loss. So <laughs> that was fun too. So uh, today we've got uh, uh, episode or an interview from Winter Wickedness mm-hmm. and the person uh, that we interviewed. Um, that was right before you played with her. I was wondering if we're allowed to say that or not, but apparently not we are. Sure. So here we are, still at the Winter Wickedness, all kinds of people walking by, registering, waving through the glass booth here. But I am sitting here at the moment, I'm sitting here with Tish. Tish, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for inviting me. I have known you for some time now, but you know something that I don't know. You can do something I can't do. Okay, what is that? I don't know how to be a good bottle. I'm a rotten bottle. <laughs> so if you were, if someone was new to the lifestyle, new to BDSM, right? They want to start bottoming for people. Can they just lay down on a cross and say, give it to me? Or is there anything that they need to know beforehand? Well, they could do that. I don't think that's the best way. And if you do that, you might be stepping into something that's a little bit more than you uh, intended. Okay. Um, but kind of... Uh, what I recommend is a little bit what I did, is I uh, was recommended FetLife, and from there I found the different groups in town, mm-hmm. and I just started going to everything. <laughs> I went to moral munches, I went to NLA munches, um, though I don't qualify myself as leather, it was a great way to meet people in the community, and a lot of people that have been in the community for mm-hmm. a decent amount of time. So NLA would be the National Leather Association? Yes. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the great things I did also was uh, the MPCs, the Monkey Puzzle Clubs. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, those are a great way to learn new skills, um, to brush up on skills that, you know, you might have been kinky in your youth and you decided to get kinky again. Well, this is a way to get some practice. But what kind of skills does a bottom need? I understand if I was, you know, if somebody wants to be a top, they should be good at flogging. But as, if you're receiving a flogging, what do, you, do you have to be good at something? I think the most important thing is communication, mm-hmm. um, is letting your top know uh, what you enjoy, uh, what you don't enjoy, and even it's telling that top, hey, I'm new, I don't know what I enjoy, so what do you want to try? Mm-hmm. And try something different, and who knows, you might like it. Okay. So, uh, have you... I mean, how did you know what you would like? How did you know, like, I mean, there's a big difference between uh, needle play and flogging and a bull whip and people that are, you know, suspension. Did you go, did you start off knowing, oh boy, I've always, did you know I was starting off knowing anything that you'd want to try? Um, not a lot. Um, of course, I had, uh, you know, played bedroom games before, so I knew I enjoyed spanking and, mm-hmm. you know, being held down, so, you know, being tied up was a, uh, 
easy step to go to. Um, and uh, going to like Fetish Fridays, I would see the people, see how they played, mm. and determine, you know what, I might want to play with that person. And uh, especially if they went to some of the same events that I did, um, or even just little group meetups, you know, uh, put a bug in their ear and say, hey, I'm interested in this. Do you want to do something? And if you don't, hey, do you know somebody who, you know, might want to show me the ropes? So it sounds like a lot of the people that you've met, you've met via group things versus just meeting somebody via Caller Me or somebody messaging you via FetLife. I am not on Caller Me. Uh, and uh, I will admit I have never responded to those uh, creepy FetLife messages. Uh, well, who knows? There might be some good people out there, but I'm a believer of I want to meet the person first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, meeting at a munch, if they're not willing to come out in public, I don't know if I'm willing to put myself, uh, even with a safe call, in uh, harm's way uh, with somebody that I don't really know. I, I personally totally agree with that, but um, do you think that when you meet somebody uh, and you start having that conversation... What's, what's the most important thing as a new bottom that I've got to remember when we have that conversation to, to review or to keep in mind or to talk about? Well, I know they're kind of a little uh, cliche, but they, uh, I was made aware of the, uh, the checklists mm -hmm. that just had about every single fetish in the world. And you would mark, do I like this? Am I curious about it? And you could give that person that. I never uh, gave someone that, but I kept it in the back of my mind, so it gave me the options. The most important thing, uh, again, is the communication of determining, you know, I may not know what I want to do. I kind of like this. What do you suggest? And trying to talk it through. Um, but actually, after that, I think the most important thing that I do that I know some people aren't uh, quite as careful on is I check references. Okay. I, you know, I've seen them play, so I talk to the person that they were playing with if I know that person. Mm -hmm. Or I talk to somebody that I trust. Um, like, yeah, I could come to you and ask you, hey, so-and-so looks like fun to play with. Sure. Should I do it? And, you know, uh, Sometimes that's worked well, sometimes uh, it's been interesting, and uh, sometimes it's been absolutely amazing. Somebody I might not have wanted to play with, but somebody said, hey, you like this, you might want to talk to this person, they're good okay. at it. Well, I think that's fantastic advice. Have you ever had a scene, uh, a bad scene? Yes. How do you recover from a bad scene? Or, or do you just chalk it down to, eh, didn't work? Um, I've had a couple bad scenes. Um, I've had some that are just disappointing. I didn't really get out of it what I wanted. Um, I didn't hit, you know, the that emotional point that I needed myself because mm -hmm. I play for the emotion. Right. Um, you know, quote unquote, I'm woo. Uh, I like <laughs> that. And uh, but hey, I like getting the help beat out of me while I'm getting my woo. Uh -huh. So <laughs> it works. It goes together. Um, I have to admit, uh, coming to this Wicked is uh, one way for me to get over a bad scene that I had. Oh. So, so this is a, a therapeutic event for you as Yes, well. my very first event is very therapeutic. It is a renewal. It is starting over. It is letting all of that crud from the past go and start fresh. Fantastic. Have you ever uh, had a scene, have you had the best scene ever yet? And now other scenes are like, man, that was nice, but not as nice as that one great scene. Um, 
as a as a total scene, I wouldn't say that because there's there's different things from different scenes that I really enjoy. Um, I I'll say one of my best scenes that I ever had uh, was at Fetish Friday uh, at Princeton, and I'm you know somebody a good friend of mine is wailing on me. We almost break the cross. <laughs> um, and I wasn't expecting it to be quite as cathartic as it was, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, does that diminish any scenes that I've had since then? No, but I really look at that one fondly. Right, right. Very cool. Well, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Okay, what's your we're, question? We're sitting here at, uh, at uh, Winter Wickedness. There's a dungeon open on Friday night and Saturday night. Do you want to play? Oh, you know I do. <laughs> you just haven't told me when yet. That's very true. <laughs> and cheers, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Want to have your product, event, charity, or service is the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $20 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on our show that reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain! Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. I haven't actually turned the mics off yet. Oh, really? I'm just sitting here kind of... Dancing, I, I don't think anybody listens to this part anyway. No, I don't nope. think so. I'm watching you rub your chest. Look, I can rub mine too. You can rub other <laughs> shit too. <laughs> we should like give somebody uh, a prize or something if they listen to um... this part of it. Yeah, that'd be neat. <laughs> what would um, the prize be? An accidental pervert shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants those, already claimed those, but uh, I'll tell you what, if you are listening to this part and uh, you made it this far, if you email us and tell us that, then we'll send you a a picture of food on Dawn's boots or something. Or if you're local and you're listening to this on Friday the 22nd, (laughs) I'm free for dinner after nine tonight. Well, there you go. (laughs) Get a hold of me. (laughs) 